The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. It's just gone 18 minutes past five, and I think, yeah, we're just going to need a bit more time to unpack what is transpiring in the Holy Land right now. Uh, President Herzog, as uh, Famida has been reporting, he's warning of a possible civil war. It's now a day of resistance. Everything and anything is happening right there, right now. Joining us now is Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel, to unpack this a bit further. Rolene, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Always great to have you on board. Always good to speak to you. Yep, what a day it has been. I can personally attest to that. Sure. So protests across Israel for another day of resistance. Tell us exactly where do, where do, where do things stand right now, really? Well, the way things stand at the moment is we have hundreds of thousands of Israelis uh, across uh, all sectors of society and across at least 150 different points in the country who are taking to the street to protest the proposed judicial reforms. Uh, now, um, I have written about it in today's edition of the South African Jewish Report. We really are seeing a cross-section of Israeli society. You have people from the left and the right. You have Mizrahi, Ashkenazi, religious, not religious, young, old. I've seen families walking with their children and, and their flags. Uh, but this movement is is growing, and, and I think it's going to continue to grow until some kind of compromise is met. What is very interesting is we've just had Prime Minister Netanyahu. He is in Berlin. He's met with German Chancellor Scholz. The German Chancellor implored him to accept uh, the proposal put forward by the President Herzog last night and um, uh, Netanyahu is reported to have actually said that the override clause, which is the very, very controversial issue in these whole reforms, might actually be going too far. So is the Prime Minister starting to, uh, to, to uh, you know, hear from the opposition to these proposed uh, reforms? Maybe. We have had a few minor scuffles in Tel Aviv as uh, police had to disperse uh, protesters who were blocking access to the Ayalon Highway. Unfortunately, some motorists have gotten violent with protesters. We had one uh, report of uh, uh, somebody trying to run somebody over, another report of a, a motorist um, spraying a protester with pepper spray, and the leader of the opposition, Yair Lapid, saying, you know, that this, this kind of behavior is as a result of some of the incitement that is coming, uh, he says, from the government. So uh, for the most part, and I'm going to be very clear about it, these protests have been very, very peaceful, but they are growing. Okay, so Rolene, let's expand on that. I was reading some articles earlier on, and it looks as if, uh, you know, like major arteries uh, leading into well towards major cities you know which could affect uh, you know like supplies and materials flowing and ports being blockaded and airports uh, is that is that in effect is it really in effect now can you see like a, a stand a standstill to an extent where the, it's going to affect you know uh, shoppers and people wanting basics and uh, just the the run of the mill everyday life uh, necessities and needs 
No, it, it, it's not as uh, drastic okay. as that. I mean, I was in the supermarket earlier. We prayed for a standstill because it was so packed. Sure. But um, I mean, we saw Navy reservists, you know, uh, forming a blockade in Haifa port, uh, but no reports of goods not actually being able to come into port. I think they're just okay. making a, a, a comment instead. Uh, and, you know, many of us disagree with the protesters who do try and block the access to the highways because it does cause a major inconvenience, especially for people who need to get somewhere in an emergency. But the police have been dispersing them and have been, uh, you know, trying to rationalize with them and for the most part it's been very very peaceful okay and uh, as far as the economy goes i mean the 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 value of the the, the shekel and uh, what impact is this having right now on uh, on you know availability of of uh, well goods and and shows that well the value of the of the shekel itself and the impact on the economy so, the, 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 there could be a, a a severe impact on the economy. There's no two ways about it. Mm-hmm. Economists have warned, owners of tech companies have warned, uh, U.S. economists have mm-hmm. warned, Nobel Prize winners have warned, the Bank of Israel governor has warned that uh, should these reforms go through, mm-hmm. this will have a drastic effect on the economy. And, and again, I want to stress, because I can't say it enough, this is not an issue of election results. You know, sure. nobody is, mm-hmm. is saying um, that, uh, you know, we, we, we want a, a re-election. People are, are, are calling for Israel's democratic values. I mean, I've seen comments coming in, that, uh, apart from the ones that just downright are appalling. Right. Uh, others saying, why are LGBTQ people there with their flags? Uh, because... Should some of these uh, clauses go through, they could see their civil rights being um, uh, e- eroded. And, and this is why there is such concern. The military is very, very vocal. Why are the military vocal? Because uh, they're concerned, you know, should these overrides or specifically the override clause go through, it impedes the Supreme Court's role in ensuring that the necessary checks and balances are in place that um, uh, protect our military and make sure that they uphold the uh, code of ethics that they so strongly swear in. One of the concerns was the comments made by Bezalel Smotrich just two weeks ago that was seen uh, uh, because he has such a high portfolio in the disputed territories, which uh, was seen as a, a possible military command. And uh, uh, the reservists say they cannot, in good consciousness, in, in any conscience, mm-hmm. um, uphold any of these kinds of commands. Well, let's just continue along that line, uh, Rolene. Let's uh, look at the president, President Herzog, outlining the plan of the people for reform and the PM coalition rejecting that. What's happening there? Okay, so he has outlined what he calls his people's outline. Now, Mm -hmm. I I do recommend that if you want to read exactly what the president's proposing, it's up on the Jerusalem Post. 
I've had a read through. To me, it seems very, very balanced. What he has tried to do is to take into account the concerns of of all sides and, and, and trying to find a a balance moving forward. Sure. Uh, and he he said he's absolutely committed to working 24/7. And last night before he gave the address, he warned. He said Israel is on the brink of civil war. And to be honest, judging by some of the comments I've received, just by writing uh, an article, you know, as a, as a journalist observing what's going on, uh, the the venom and the vitriol is, is just something that I've never experienced uh, in my life. And believe me, I've, I've been doing this for uh, quite some time, it, it, through wars, through some of the most... Uh, anti-Israel activity. I've never seen some of the uh, venom, vitriol, and just downright rude insults as, as uh, they are doing the round. But uh, he did say today. He said, you know, it's fine that the, the the prime minister and the the coalition haven't accepted it. They called it unacceptable and insulting. He says, at least now we have a a starting point for conversation, mm-hmm. and that is essentially what everybody wants. We want a broad-based consensus. We want the opposition to come to the to the table. We want everyone to sit down and hammer it out and come out with a solution that suits the state of Israel and the people of Israel, the the democratic values of Israel, and not any particular uh, interest um, party or or, uh, sector. We certainly hope, Roland, by the time we chat again on Monday, that the complexion has certainly changed, that reason will prevail. And uh, let's just hope, yeah, the President and Netanyahu did allude to him now seeing a bit of reason. Let's just hope they see that. Before uh, Monday comes about, uh, we can only hope for the best. Uh, let's uh, look at the, this uh, major security incident, which took place at, uh, is it Megiddo Junction? This was at Megiddo Junction yesterday. Right. I said that there was a security incident that was under the IDF um, uh, gag. The gag was lifted as soon after I came off air. And what we do know, uh, we don't know who the attacker is. He was killed. But what we do know that uh, he planted a roadside bomb. It exploded, seriously wounding an Israeli. And he was also found with a suicide belt and a gun. It is believed that he had every intention of carrying out terror attacks uh, in Israel, and you know this, uh, he he was found trying to re-enter Lebanon. So we don't want to jump to conclusions and right. say for for certain that it's uh, Hezbollah, but uh, this is the the situation: a very very serious breach of security in the north yesterday, and. Um, uh, this is what we know. This is what at least the army mm-hmm. is allowing us to know. Ronin, we're going to have to leave it there. Let's just hope, as I mentioned earlier, that we're having a very different conversation on Monday for the sake of peace in that part of the world. Always a pleasure chatting to you. Roland Marks, our correspondent from Israel, giving us the latest. Boy, she's always the latest on what's happening in the land of Israel.